Welcome to episode 20 of the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers. If you're a volunteer who works with teenagers, this podcast is for you. You are in the right place. We're so glad, we're so glad that you made it. And we're so glad to be celebrating 20 episodes. Let's go. Uh, hey, I'm Chris Trent, and I'm, I work with the Next Gen Ministry for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I've worked with teenagers for a little over 30 years now, and I love pointing them to Jesus. Hey, and I'm Jennifer Fletcher, and I am a real-life volunteer. I worked vocationally in student ministry for a while and am now volunteering with some high schoolers. And we are just so thankful that you're with us. It's just me and Chris today, which we're excited about, too, because we're really going to break down some basic stuff about leading students and making sure that your walk with the Lord is still solid. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Well, hey, friends, before we jump in completely to that topic, uh, please take a minute and subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform. Thanks for staying with me. (laughs) I got this. I got this. Episode 20. I'm a pro now. Uh, uh, Podcast podcast platform you use, whatever that is, uh, man, subscribe, leave a review. It really does help. Uh, That'd be super awesome. So, uh, Jennifer, yeah, 20 episodes. That's kind of cool, huh? 20 episodes. And right now I'm looking at our uh, show notes and I'm wishing that I had all alliterations for you today so that you could just keep going. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's been, it's been fun. 20 episodes that we hope have been practical for you that as you listen to these, you're like, yes, this actually makes sense. And what I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis and helps encourage you to volunteer and lead these students. We know it's hard work and we're just so thankful for the impact that you're having in all your areas. Man, volunteers are so crucial. We know that Jennifer and I, man, we worked together for a long time at Johnson Ferry and now Jennifer's a volunteer and we know how you just can't do great long-term youth ministry without volunteers. You just can't. So, no, super it's fun. not a one man show. Well, Hey, uh, so today, uh, we want to talk about what, what we're calling back to the basics, a spiritual checkup and leaders. Um, listen, we're not trying to beat up on anybody with this one, but honestly, this is just a topic that we feel like the long-term success and honestly, the long-term health of a youth volunteer, youth ministry volunteer, man, we've got to make sure that spiritually we're keeping an eye on our own hearts and our own lives as well. So we're calling this back to the basics, a spiritual checkup. And, and Jennifer, you know, I was talking with you before, you know, offline, before we started the show, Um, I want to start with this, with this biblical story that really sets up the heart behind this thing. So, Hey, if you're listening, um, you may have, I'm, I'm sure you're aware that there's, you know, there was uh, King David. Uh, well, really what happened was you know, long time ago, man, like Israel's like starting. They're like, Hey, we want a King. We want a King. We want a King. You know, there's demanding a King, right? Eventually they ended up with David, which is awesome. But before David came along, uh, there was a King by the name of Saul. That was the first king that Israel got. Israel's like, we want a king. God's like, you don't need a king. You got me. No, we want a king. No, you don't need a king. You got me. So eventually God gives in and he gives them King Saul. So Saul's out there doing his thing, uh, leading Israel. And on the, at the same time, there's a prophet by the name of Samuel that's on the scene. So God goes to Samuel and says, hey, I want you to go tell King Saul to wipe out this group of people called the Amalekites. The Amalekites were a group of people that were very wicked. They were doing wicked things and justice was now upon them. So Saul goes out and he destroys the Amalekites, but he doesn't completely wipe them out. He keeps the king alive. And in addition to that, he keeps some plunder, some various like uh, animals and things of value, right? God goes to the prophet Samuel. I'm disappointed that I've chosen Saul as my king or as the king of Israel, because he has not done what I've asked him to do. 
he kept, you know, he kept these things a lot. He kept the king alive and he doesn't say Samuel goes, uh, the prophet Samuel then goes to King Saul and it says, Hey, what is going on here? Why didn't you do what God asked you to do? Now the Lord's hand is off of you or whatever. Samuel uh, or Saul, King Saul is like, well, wait a second. No, I did, but I kept the king alive. And then I kept some animals and stuff alive so that we could make a sacrifice to God. So then one of the fairly well-known verses in the Bible comes out, and this is where Samuel says to King Saul to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. Now, one of the reasons I love that story so much is I feel like it's a great reminder for all of us is that just because we're doing things for God doesn't necessarily mean that we are walking with God. And specifically, when I think about people that are in ministry, when I think about volunteers that are working for youth ministry, I think it can be easy sometimes for us to fall into the trap of thinking, well, I'm there every Sunday or I'm there every Wednesday. I'm preparing these lessons. After all, it's not like people are knocking down the door to work with teenagers, but I'm willing to do that. So therefore, I must be doing pretty good with God. Well, today we just want to kind of pull back from that idea just a minute and go, not, not, and again, not to come down on anyone, but just simply to say, are you, is, are, are you caught up more in the stuff you're doing rather than the actual relationship part there? What do you think, Jennifer? Yeah, I think that it's a trap that we can all, we all get in. And I mean, even just different seasons of doing ministry where I think sometimes for me, the, the sign that God gives me is all of a sudden I start feeling really burnt out and I'm like, man, I'm just exhausted. I don't know if I can keep working with these kids and I have to stop and realize, yeah, I've I've been doing that. I've just been thinking, oh, I've been going to church. I've been doing all these things. I'm in the word because I'm preparing this lesson or I'm listening to this with students. And I think I'm having this genuine relationship with the Lord right now. I eventually get burnt out and I have to step back and go, oh, no, I've been going through the motions and I've been serving, but I have not been caring about my relationship with the Lord first and foremost. And the check too of like, man, I'm trying to tell these kids that it's worth it to have a relationship with Jesus, but that's not been my number one priority. So it's it's helpful. We we want to talk about this because Chris and I both know that we've been there and we don't want you to yeah, be in totally. this place right now. And so it comes from a place of encouragement of, yeah, we found ourselves in these moments. What are practices and what are things that we've done that have helped us get back right with the Lord? Love that. Yeah. And, and it, it's, again, it's so important. And listen, if you're, if you're driving or wherever you might be listening to this at the house or you're on your way to work or you're on a lunch break, whatever that might be, and maybe you've already kind of heard God get your attention with what we're talking about. And maybe you're falling in this category. We just want to talk through a few practical things. What we're calling back to the basics is just as a reminder to get back into these things and reestablish these spiritual disciplines, if you will, uh, making sure that you're focused on that, of course, and they're all going to be very churchy sounding. They're going to be very, you know, biblical type sounding stuff because that's what this is, right? So the first thing we want to talk about is just prayer, right? Just the importance of prayer. Jennifer, how do you find um, time to pray? Because uh, I know, like, even when we started on the podcast, your kids are down for a nap right now. We always record during nap time. Thank you so much. <laughs> you probably would love just to be able to get a shower by yourself or or, or do anything by yourself, let alone spend time with the word uh, yes. or, or pray. So how do you figure that out as a stay-at-home mom that's, you know, kind of doing that stuff? Yeah. You know, honestly, prayer has been something that's been really... Uh, I've changed a lot of my habits of prayer over the past few years, and some of that's just been reading some great books and some great scripture on it. Uh, a big conviction for me 
was that I spend all of my time with the Lord trying to do Bible study and to gain more knowledge, which is not a bad thing, but I need to also build in. So if I'm doing my quiet time and I have it set at a certain time every day or else I will not do it. Uh, to make sure, hey, maybe one of those days I need to really spend more time focused on prayer with the Lord than scripture memorization or Bible study or trying to learn more things. Am I interacting with God? The second thing that's been helpful to me is to come up with an acronym, whatever works for you for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the whole week, and just pray about those things because I can get hung up on praying the same thing over and over again and feeling like God's not answering. And so making sure I'm I'm talking to God about multiple things in my life, not just focused, hyper-focused on one topic. Yeah, I have to actually write those things down, and I have to basically, in I, I use a work journal type thing, and so in that, I also have my prayer journal, or, or yeah. my, really my, my prayer list, if you will, where I've got, hey, these are the things I'm going to pray for daily, and these are the things I'm going to pray for on certain days of the week, where I, you know... Uh, but that helps that that serves as a guide. Jennifer, I've even gone as far just from an accountability standpoint to literally map out the entire year and I color in the day that lets me know I prayed that day. And it's just a little bit of personal, like nobody else knows about it. It's not, you know, I'm not yeah. sharing it with anybody. Um, but it serves as a reminder to me to take the time to pray. But in that, I don't just write down, hey, these are my requests to you, God, but there are also I'll add verses of Thanksgiving uh, and yeah. praise in there as well, and pray those to the Lord as well, making sure that I'm not just going, "Hey, God, help me with this, help me with this, help me with this." Although I think there's a place for that, but also to say, "God, thank you for all the blessings on my life." Even the list alone serves as a big praise in the sense that these are people in my life that I love dearly, that God's blessed me with, um, and that in itself. So that has helped me a lot. Yeah, I know another tip that I I've done that. Um, it's been around for a long time, but it's trying to pray every day the Lord's Prayer and to personalize it. And so yeah. just going through, you know, the the simple, was it five, six verses in the Lord's Prayer, but yeah. personalizing it. And that helps me remember to, hey, praise the Lord first and thank Him for what He's done and call out His qualities and who He is and get your heart right yeah. before you get to that time of just, hey, God, real quick, I need you. Help me with this thing. Yeah, totally, totally. A lot of people use the uh, acronym ACTS as well. Have you heard of ACTS? Yes, yes. So adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. So like you start off with adoring the Lord, just a prayer, of, you know, praise there, confession, acknowledging the things that that's gone wrong, um, adoration, confession, uh, thanksgiving. You know, where you just take yeah. God, thank you for these things, and then supplication. Here, here are the things I want to pray for the people I want to pray for. Uh, so yeah, and not so to be, huge. not to be. Um, hard on yourself if it feels calculated like that. You know, sometimes yeah. I think, oh, maybe my my quiet time's not going to be as authentic with the Lord if it's just this system like that. But you know what? Some of those systems have been around because they work and they're really good for us right. to <laughs> implement in our <laughs> totally, own lives. <laughs> totally. Totally, man. Big time, big time, big time. But hey, listen, if you're if you're kind of in that spiritual funk though where you're just like realizing, man, yeah, I'm just doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff and my walk is not where it needs to be. Uh, I feel a little bit distanced from the Lord. A lot of it just begins with that prayer. And and that and affirming the fact that God wants to spend that time with you. Uh don't go into that guilt ridden that you haven't done in a while or because you made that mistake recently or whatever that is, recognizing that God your heavenly father wants to hear from you on that deal. So the second thing I think we would really drill down on would just be simply what's often called a quiet time, Bible study, yeah. quiet time, just time in the word there. 
Yeah. And I know that this can, you know, I think we have to reevaluate what this looks like in different seasons of our life. Uh, a big right. jump for me was working vocationally in ministry to just volunteering in ministry and having other roles, uh, particularly being a mom, feeling like, oh, I've got to figure out a new system of quiet time. Um, so whether that's a subscription that you do to follow a daily devotional, or maybe you're doing a devotional with people in your church or with your family, and you're going through a plan together. Um, or recently, I've loved the no plan plan reading through the Bible where um, I put my bookmark in and I read what I read that day. I have a set amount of time. Yeah. And maybe one day I read one verse and another day I read like six chapters. Uh, but then I put my bookmark in and I don't feel guilty if I miss a day. I just pick back up where my bookmark was the next day. So sometimes yeah, for no. me, it's been the no plan plan or other times yeah. I need accountability, but we definitely want right. to be in scripture. Right. Yeah, and I think two things that come to my mind when I'm hearing that also uh, is, one, if you've been doing the same thing forever and it is a little stagnant, it's okay to change. You know, for if you've sure. been doing my utmost for as high as forever, and I'm not saying to stop doing that if it's still meaningful to you, but uh, it's okay to change and do something different, um, you know, for sure. Uh, but the other thing there, uh, you know, for me is just finding something that works. Uh, for me, it's He Reads Truth. That's a, a, yeah. a great resource. And She Reads Truth. He I've reads done that she for, reads truth. for a while too. Uh, and it's there's just a free, tells you what to read. And I love it because it's not so much commentary, devotional commentary, as much as it is scripture in light of scripture. Uh, but it's a, it's a great resource. But again, just going back to this idea though, listen, if you're listening, you know whether or not you've been spending daily time in the word or not. You know, yeah. and uh, you might have to take a step back and go, okay, I need to reevaluate this and figure out when I can implement this into my life once again. You know, I think it's I think it's Tim Keller. We just talked about prayer, but I think he says that prayer is the continuing the continuation of a conversation that God has started in His Word. And so it's true if we, if we're not in God's Word on a regular basis, then we don't know what we're thanking the Lord for, what we're praying for. We can't have an authentic prayer life with Him if we're not engaged in His Scripture. And so find a friend that you can text and say, hey, I'm going to try yeah. a new plan. Encourage me in it. We all need accountability to actually wake up in the morning and read God's Word, not just scroll on our phones. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's totally. so good. I, uh, I did a little thing with my phone, speaking of phones, though. I even, uh, I, the Version app. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so not a lot of people use that already, but it's got, of course, lots and lots of reading plans on it. Now, only you, now you have to discern whether or not you can use your phone for this or not without it being a complete distraction. Right, right. But I did do a thing where for the day they have a daily verse, and so actually, and I don't turn alerts on for a whole lot of things, but I did for that, and I actually have it alert like first thing in the morning, so that when I do wake up, roll over, and I'll be honest, I'll roll over and I kind of grab my phone like a lot of people do, you know, kind of check what's going on in the world. Check the weather like first seven times there. to avoid getting out of bed. Yeah, right. Totally. Right. You know, um, so uh, so the first thing there for me now, though, is the verse of the day. And I at least try to start out with that, read that, open that and kind of hear that. But that's not where I end. I end up having a quiet time as well. In addition to that. But it's a reminder just starting out the day. Yeah, like that. So, there's a there's a yeah. great app called First Five and it's um, out yeah. of Proverbs 31 ministry. But that was their. That's why they named it First Five is that you probably spend the first five minutes of your day on your phone anyway. Suspended in this app doing this quiet time, uh, which is is great encouragement. There's so many resources out there. We could spend hours talking about them. But if you're struggling, try to find some resources. Try to just mix it up. Get back into time with the Lord on a regular basis. Yeah, And dads, get in it. Come on, dads. Like dads, dudes, like, come on, let's lead the way for the love. For the love. I feel like women... (laughs) 
I mean, fellow, I feel like women are just killing it, you know, a lot of times in this, you know, and it's like dudes don't talk about this stuff. I think it's like, because we on, talk man. to each other about it. We're, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. easily texting my girlfriends or they're texting me like, oh, my quiet time has been slow. What are you guys doing to help me out? Yeah. Yeah. And guys just don't open up and be like, hey, man, so what you're reading? You know, that's just like, <laughs> for whatever reason, that culturally, that just doesn't feel the same. But man, like, uh, come on, fellas, like lean into this and, uh, uh, you know, step up. So, and remember uh, hey, too for- that he'll reward your time, you know, like, yeah, it feels like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to get into, but God's going to meet you in that place and he's going to reward the totally. that you're putting in. So totally, he will totally. encourage yeah. you on it too. So back to the basics, prayer, quiet time, spending time in Bible study, God's word, right? Um, I think the third thing we would just kind of end, and this is kind of the last one we're going to really dig in unless something comes up naturally there, but just this idea, I'm calling it engaging in worship. And this is more of a reminder of, hey, when it comes to the time that you're spending in big church, right, that that big church worship service time, how are you doing in the area of actually engaging? Not rolling in each week, doing the same thing. You pick, you sing, you do whatever. And honestly, you can't remember uh, you know, what you talked about last week kind of thing. But how are you doing in the area of engagement? And so like by talking about engagement, what I'm really saying here is both the singing and the sermons uh, actually trying to participate. Okay. So how do you participate? Number one with like worship, you know, music that is, um, that you are paying attention that you're, you know, even if you don't like to sing that you're, you're trying your best to hear the words, see the words and focus on God during that time and not let your mind wonder is right. So, right. So trying to remember that, but then when it comes to sermons, well, how do you participate in sermons? Well, here's the thing. And again, I'm going to pick on the dudes here because I feel like dudes are terrible at this. I don't know what if everybody's dads are like, I can't, that feels weird or whatever. Start taking uh, notes, like write down and do more than just like if your pastor does a bulletin thing where you're having to fill in three blanks, forget that junk, like actually get a notebook that you carry with you every time. Because what do we write down? We write down things that are important. And you know what? I think hearing a sermon on God's word is important. So, so again, just get in the habit of man, when you sit there, a man and God's word is opened up in front of you, you open up your, uh, you open up your notebook or whatever that might be. And you start taking notes because one, it reminds you that it's important, but other, I think it also sends a message. It sets an example for your family. It sets an example for the teenagers. And it says, so both men and women, I'm just encouraging you again, even if your pastor does that kind of bulletin insert, you know what I'm talking about, Jennifer, like the bulletin inserts. I go to church like three, with you, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, about. it's like three fill in blanks. Like, come on. Like, yes, that's like low hanging fruit to me. Like, like step up and, you know, let's do this thing. Yeah. What do you think? I think this is convicting for me. I think, you know, if I think through. I actually did this whole thing for you. This Thank is you so much. He was like, what does Jennifer need? So, uh, yeah. I, I think if, I am, if I'm in a dry season spiritually, it's easier for me to think, okay, am I, am I engaged personally with the Lord? Yeah, but yeah. engaging corporately in worship, that's more of a challenge for me. And it's really more of a challenge for my physical body might be there on a regular basis. But am I focused on other things the whole time? And I think especially think when it's harder these days too. With do you think self like smartphones have changed our ability to sit still? Yeah, like sit I think they've changed like it. it. I mean, I know for me, like I have got to put my phone on do not disturb when I go into yeah. worship, just because I can't. And I went through. I mean, I won't lie. I went through the excuses of like, oh, but what if they text me because they need me to go get my kids or whatever? And I'm yeah, like, they'll totally. find me. I'm across the hall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, 
But engaging in worship, I think that I can struggle so much with just checking out. And especially if, you know, like personally, I have to go to worship before I volunteer with my students. Because once uh, I volunteer with my students, my brain uh, is done. <laughs> my brain everybody like, doesn't have that opportunity because they have once fried, my, fried my mind. Yeah, yeah, totally. um, yeah. So whatever it is for you, I know for a lot of people that that might not be an option. Um, but I, hey, so so I was saying just think like I was saying, not everybody has that option. You know, yeah. like like we, we happen to be in a church that has multiple services. Sure. A lot of people don't have that option. But that said, I would even though but the way I would apply what you just said in another way would be to say that I get to worship good and on time. Yeah, that I don't yes. like if if it's after Sunday school, you know, that I'm not that youth worker that's lingering and talking and rolls up into worship like right at right. the start or even five or ten minutes after. Like be on time. Why? Because it's a physical and actual reminder that this is important. Yeah, because right? I, I, I think I spend yeah. I think I spend the first song being like turn your brain off, focus, focus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to give yourself time to to enter into the presence of the Lord and into his Holy Spirit and to engage yourself in that way. Um, and I think that also we forget to, especially like we were talking about earlier with your sermon, um, your example about Saul, like it's easy for us to be like, Oh, well I'm with students. I I'm in the Bible all the time. I just did a sermon. I just heard a sermon. I understand what's going to happen here instead of just realizing like, no, I need the word of the Lord and I need it spoken over me sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, so, totally. A huge, totally. a huge conviction. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, you got it. I'm here for you. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. all that to say, folks, we love what you do, and and we care about you as a volunteer. And we ultimately know this, though, that the success of a youth worker uh, is going to be tied to how they're walking with the Lord. There's got to sure. be an authentic thing there. And without the authenticity, long-term, it's it's not going to last. It's not going to be a season that I don't think it will be as rewarding. So our hope is that today has been a little bit of an encouragement, not not a uh, not a discouragement where we're, we're you know piling on to a already stressful thing that you've got going on in your life, but more of a nudge, more of a reminder that this is the, the most important thing you can do for any student that's in your group mm-hmm. is to have an authentic walk with Jesus and doing the things, the basics, the prayer, the quiet time, the engaging in worship, these things all matter. Uh, and they set a great example for our teenagers as well. So any final words, Jennifer? No, I think I think it's just encouraging to me, just a reminder of, hey, this is why, like this relationship with the Lord that I'm building, this is what I'm trying to share with students. And so if I'm not yeah, prioritizing it, I have nothing to share with them. Good, good word. Good word. Well, hey, friends, thanks for joining us today. Hey, if you have any ideas on topics, we are looking ahead to August whenever we're going to be doing what we call season three. Uh, so if you have any ideas on topics we could cover or something you'd like for us to cover, you can email us at youthministrypodcast at gabaptist.org. Uh, you can find that email in the show notes page. Also, don't forget uh, that you can now find discussion questions uh, in our show notes page uh, that can help you and your youth ministry kind of grow together if you want to sit down. Uh, with some other volunteers and kind of discuss this episode. Yeah, for sure. And Chris, I am giddy. I am so excited. Should Dude, we tell them what's episode. coming up? Let's do it. Okay, y'all. Awesome. Episode yeah. 21 is coming up next. We are going to have a special guest. We've got Shane Pruitt, who is the national... Not that Willie and Tim and Todd are not special. Right, <laughs> right. When I say special guest, we love our other like regular guest. Day. Extra special <laughs> guest. 
Uh, Shane Pruitt's joining us. He, if you don't know him, he's the National Next Gen Director with the North, North American Mission Board and just understands students and volunteers and youth leaders so well. So I'm just excited to get to hear from him and his wisdom. We're going to be talking about staying current without compromise. Ooh, this is a hard one to do. And so I'm excited yeah. for his wisdom on it. Um, but we are super yeah, excited. Yeah, this is going to be... This is a challenge for all of us, you know, trying to figure out how do we do youth ministry, stay current, stay relevant yes. without compromising though and giving in to so many of and the And realizing our students are living in the world. And so we've got to understand it and we have to be current, but we also have to stand to true. Hey, special thanks to Georgia Baptist Mission Board for allowing us to do this as a free resource. We're especially thankful for churches that continue to give to the cooperative program. If you need anything, you can find us at gabaptist.org slash next gen. That's in the show notes page as well. Hey, we'll see you next time on the Youth Ministry Podcast for volunteers. Mm